Hello, everybody. Today we are chatting with one of our best friends from college. I was roommates with Olivia for all four years of college, if we count living in the house. Um, we did study abroad separately, but we basically lived together all of college. She is an incredible, awesome roommate, was so much fun to live with. And um, we actually recorded an episode with her early, but it was one of our early episodes. And we were like, no, we don't feel comfortable releasing this one. We need to get our shit together a bit more. So we're re-recording with her and we're super excited to have her back. Olivia is a certified health coach and she works in marketing at Virgin Pulse, which is a leading health and wellness platform. She has created such a great health and wellness brand, and she has always been our has her shit together friend. Mm -hmm. So today we want to dive into her specifics on how she keeps her shit together all the time, her favorite tips and tricks and routines and products. So we're super excited to get into this today. Hi, Liv. Welcome. Hello, I'm so excited to be back again for real this time. <laughs> yeah, we're so happy to have you back. I mean, we've been hinting at it, but like, obviously you have your shit together. You have really great <laughs> systems in place to like be at peace and find happiness. What is like your day in the life? Like not a Sunday, like Monday through Friday, you have work. What is your morning routine look like? And like, as you're getting ready for like a day of doing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my morning routine, it shifts. I feel like it has different seasons. So like in SF, I went through different morning routines. And then once I got to LA, I was trying to continue that one. And I realized like, hey, this isn't exactly working. Let me switch it up. So right now what it looks like, um, I've been pretty consistent like the past month or so with this new routine. Um, I wake up at like in between 6 and 6.30. And then I... Um, like wash my face, brush my teeth. I immediately make my bed every day. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then I go out into the living room and I do a meditation on the couch. So I like getting out of my bedroom instead of like going back in bed or sitting on my bed. I just like doing that in a separate area. So I don't want to like fall back asleep or anything. Um, so I've been doing the daily calm meditations. Um, I get a calm subscription through Virgin Pulse for free. So I just started doing that. Sometimes it, in the past, it was like a Joe Dispenza meditation. I really love his, but the, the one I like is 30 minutes long. So I like never have time for that. So the daily calm is 10 minutes and it's a new one every single day. So it's so easy. I just open the app and I click on the first thing and it's a, the new daily calm for that day. Um, so I love those. And then it also has a little reflection afterwards. So after the meditation, it'll pop up and whatever the topic was, it'll ask you a question based on that topic. Like, how do you find more stillness in your life? It was, if it was like a meditation on the power of stillness and then right in the app, I just write like a sentence about that. And then you submit it and it like saves it in the app. Um, so that takes like 15 minutes to do all that. And then um, I also have been listening to the Daily J, which is from Jay Shetty. It's also in like embedded in the call map and it's a new one every day. It's, it's about seven minutes. So I go into my bathroom and I put my makeup on, like get dressed. And so while I'm doing my makeup, I listen to the Daily J and it's, if you've read his book, um, Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty, it's a lot of the insights that are from that book, but condense into like short seven minute morning like things to kickstart your morning like little pieces of wisdom so I've been loving doing that 
And then I also found that Almost 30 came out with a new podcast called The Morning Microdose. I don't know if you guys have seen that yet, but it's also like the same concept where everything is less than 10 minutes and they are clips from the Almost 30 podcast, but like such a seven minute like inspirational clips or something to start your morning. So if I'm still like getting ready, I'll play the morning microdose after that. And so that's like the core routine. After that, sometimes I'll eat breakfast. Sometimes I'll just start working. Ideally, I would want to go for a little like walk around the block because I know like getting sunshine first thing in the morning is really good for you. But yeah, after that, it's kind of up in there, whatever I'm feeling, depending on when my first meeting starts or what I have going on, but I come into my office and start working. <laughs> I have some follow-ups on specifics. So yeah. one, where's Alex when you're doing all of this? <laughs> Olivia That's Olivia I was <laughs> like, how does that impact? Like, is he doing this with you or are you? Is no. he- <laughs> so yeah. So Alex wakes up at five 30 and he oh, wow. goes into the office by six. So oh, yeah. I'm, I wake up usually like right when he's leaving. So he's okay. out of the house. So I have a whole place myself and I do my thing. Um, yeah, he works pretty early and so just me. (laughs) Okay. And then what is your skincare routine? Like when you're doing the morning routine (laughs) in the bathroom, like getting ready, makeup, whatever, what are those things? Yes. So my skincare routine right now, um, I wash my face with the youth to the people, like the kale. I feel like Jordan, you feel like green one. Yes. The green (laughs) face wash. I love it. So that's what I wash my face with in the morning. And then um, I use the Ursa Major vitamin C serum. I love that brand. It's a clean, non-toxic brand. And then um, sometimes if my skin is dry, I'll use this um, product from Sage Natural Wellness, which they do have skincare products now. It's fairly new, but they used to just be like essential oils and stuff, but then they have a whole skincare line, but everything smells so good. Um, and so I think it's like the glow serum or some fate, one of their face serums, they have a couple of different options for different skin types. Um, so I'll put that one on. And then, um, for my makeup, I do a tinted sunscreen. I don't really wear foundation anymore. Like which, only, which tinted sunscreen do you use? Sorry. I know you're like glowing through. I know. I like can right see now. your glow on the screen. I'm like, what, what, how are you getting here? <laughs> yeah, so I'm wearing it right now. This is not foundation. This is just a tinted uh, sunscreen. Um, it's, it's from this brand called my shell. It's my M Y C H E L L E. So my shell, it comes in a little like dropper bottle. Um, it's there just like tinted sunscreen. I get it on Amazon. It's, I think it's fairly cheap, um, or affordable and I, I get the light medium shade. There's just two shades, light medium or like medium dark. Um, but it works somehow. And then, um, on days where I'm like not doing anything crazy, like I don't really want to put on makeup. I'll just use the Elta MD, physical mineral sunscreen. I love Elf MD and this one is physical. So it doesn't have like the sunscreen chemicals that absorb into your skin. It just creates a physical barrier with like zinc and another product. Um, so that one is much more sheer coverage. So if I'm just going on outside or not doing anything, I'll just put a layer of that on to still have some sunscreen. Um, what else? And then all my other makeup is from Ilia. 
I love Ilia for makeup. It's my favorite makeup brand. So like my um, bronzer, my foundation, when I do like want more full coverage, I use their foundation. Um, I think it's like the, it's not the dropper one. It's just like their standard foundation. And then their mascara, I love their mascara and their blush. I use their blush stick. It's like, like a lip cheek stick. So you can use it on your lips or your cheeks. I'm wearing it right now. Um, their highlighter, their liquid highlighter too is good. But yeah, every, everything from Ilia, I 10 out of 10 recommend. Okay. And then my final mm -hmm. follow-up, do you have a, do you tan? Do you fake tan? Cause you know, I actually sunscreen. don't, <laughs> I, I used to have a face tanner from it's from eco tan and it's supposed to be like a natural non-toxic tanner because so many tanners are like so bad and so chemically like the ones I used to use in college, like I'm going to use one from L'Oreal. It just smelled like straight toxins. <laughs> I was like, this cannot be good for you, especially because it's like going into your skin, like changing its color, like you're yeah. absorbing into your body. So I kind of was using the face tan for a little bit. And then I think Ella Henry was posting something on Instagram about how even the natural fake tanners are still, they still have this ingredient in them that is the thing that makes you change color. That's just not good for you, um, even if it's naturally derived. Um, so after that, I kind of just stopped tanning for the past two years. <laughs> and I've been, I've been trying to embrace my natural paleness because I don't know, I think we try and change so many things about ourselves. And I know a good like glow and good tan definitely like makes you look good and feel good but I also think to keep up with that it's kind of exhausting and you're just trying to like change your appearance all the time so I've been trying to embrace just not doing any of the fake tanning stuff I love that I've seen a lot of people online trying to talk about like quitting fake tan and embracing their paleness and yeah. I think it's it's so shocking to me how much more confident you can feel just by putting on some fake color. Like I don't understand yeah. the psychology behind that. And I think it, it, it goes to show just like how deep your self-love and your self-care has gone. If you're like embracing my true natural self in every season of life, like in the summer, sure. I look at this, but in the winter, I'm like cozy and in and light. And like, that is the energy that I want to embody. I want to know what nighttime routines and has living with Alex impacted that because that's something I struggle with. Like when I go to Sean's for a few days, like keeping my nighttime routine strong, even in like a separate environment. So what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a good point too, that I'm going to add on quickly, like having, if you're like have a boyfriend and going to a different place all the time, like that, like when I was in SF doing that, my morning routine was not solid at all it was like anytime I was there it was just like got thrown out the window and then I had to reestablish it so it really helps like sleep in the same place every night and like having all my stuff and having my journal and all my things because I was trying to like carry I would bring my journal like back and forth like I was doing a um, five-minute journal mm -hmm. then um, and I would like bring it back and forth every time and if I didn't have it I was like oh we got to stop by my house and get my journal <laughs> <laughs> and like are you serious like that's the only thing you need to get is your journal like we're not going <laughs> so it was it became a, a thing but um my nighttime routine could definitely use some work um living with Alex I'm jealous of his nighttime routine because he has it so on point 
he is like the bedtime routine I was gonna say queen but king <laughs> um, <laughs> um like at at by 8 30 he's like okay I'm getting in bed to read like on the dot maybe like 8 p.m um like if I want to have him help me with something or we need to do something around the house or plan something, he's like, nope, I'm getting in bed. It's it's reading time. <laughs> so like he has a strict schedule and he gets in bed, he reads for like an hour um, and then he goes to bed pretty early, like between, sometimes it's between like nine and 9.30, he is asleep with his eye mask on because I still have the light on. So he just puts his eye mask on, puts himself to bed. <laughs> whenever he gets tired um so my nighttime routine ideally would include some wind down time like getting off my phone like putting my phone away and just getting ready for bed like washing my face doing all the nighttime skincare which I can get into if we have time for um and then Recently, I've been journaling a lot before bed, but I'll usually leave it open to whatever I'm feeling. Like, do I want to journal? Do I want to read? What book do I want to read? Or do I just want to go straight to bed? But usually I like having some, some form of activity to wind down and transition into sleep. So I either journal like a couple pages, whatever I'm feeling, or I read until I get tired and and then go to bed. And I usually listen to a sleep meditation every night um, on this is on a different app on the Smiling Mind app. It's free. And I've been using that for years, like just for their sleep meditations. They're really good. And um, it's this guy with an Australian accent. It's an Australian app. So um, I play like a 10 to 15 minute sleep meditation and fall asleep to that. That reminds me of when we went on our girls trip uh, in Idaho, I was sleeping in a bed with Liz and Bella. And I was like, do you guys care if I put on a sleeping meditation right now? <laughs> no, honestly, it sounds nice, but just like the growth, like knowing where we would have been, you know, a few years ago. And yeah. just the fact that we're like, let's do a sleeping meditation together, all cuddled up. In this. <laughs> is it like a, like a gratitude or is it mainly just like a nice calming like affirmation sort of thing what does it exactly entail yeah so I pick a different one there's like uh, about like 15 sleep meditations on this app and so I pick whatever one I'm in, in the mood for there's like gratitude acceptance like one that has like the sound of the ocean in the background um like sinking or they do have like they're just like one word names so I just like pick whatever one I'm feeling so they have different ones and it's not a ton of guidance it's like a little bit of guidance, a lot of silence, and then there's like gentle music in the background that you can adjust the volume or turn on and off. Um, and I keep my phone in the bathroom, like our bathroom's connected to our bedroom, but we both keep our phones in the bathroom. So I like to turn the volume off so I can still hear it from my bed, but it's not like reachable from my bed. I love that. And that phone tip has been so big for me. Even during the day, I've started leaving my phone charging on my nightstand and I just like realize I pick it up so much less if it's not next mm -hmm. to me like I'll go like so long without even thinking about it but if it's sitting next to me I'm like oh I need to check yeah. Um, yeah. but follow up to your point what is your nighttime skincare routine <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually like I you are glowing I'm still can't get over the fact that you don't self-tan because I'm like why are you this like beautiful color then but what yeah what's your nighttime hacks because <laughs> because I need to steal them all <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I feel like I am finally getting sun now that I live in LA. Yeah, that's so that true. is part of it. But um, nighttime routine, I use the. I'm not going to pronounce this right, but it's like the La Roche Pose. Yeah, Pose, <laughs> like the La Roche um, hydrating cleanser um for my face wash also before that if I do have a lot of like eye makeup on I'll use this thing called like it's like a oil yeah cleansing balm that gets the makeup off so you put it on dry I'll have to look at I think it's like from my green pharmacy is that a brand name yeah that is maybe pharmacy pharmacy with an F yes I think it's from pharmacy so it's it's like a little green um balm and so that works really well to get makeup off it's a clean brand then I'll do the face wash and then I will do um the Ursa Major nighttime moisturizer I think it might have a a fancy name like golden out or glow something but it's just their moisturizer it comes in a jar um and then I'll do an eye cream right now I've just been trying to like go through products I have before I buy anything new so I'm using the cocoa kind eye cream um but I'm on the lookout for a new one, but that's it. So I keep it like pretty simple. I have found that they're often sampling um, eye creams at Sephora for like a hundred points. And so I have just been like getting those cause I don't go through eye cream that fast yeah. <laughs> and just kind of like using the new samples. Ooh, that's so smart. What do you do to screen for like clean products? Cause I know there's so much messaging out there of like, this is clean, this is organic, this is free of the dirty six or whatever it's called. Like, how do you cut through the marketing and find out what's like actually good and clean for your skin? What's your filter technique? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I used to spend a ton of time like researching products, like so long on every single purchase I would make, like looking up all the ratings and reading all the reviews. And it was kind of exhausting, but I feel like now I have a good sense. Like I recognize a lot of brand names. I've tried a lot of clean brands. So I know what I like at this point. Um, but I started this journey like a few years ago, but, um, there are a couple of websites that are really good to look them up on. First of all, at Sephora, it has the like clean at Sephora badge on it. Not all of those are like the super clean, um, like on other websites, they wouldn't be rated that clean, but, for the most part like like Ilya's is on there so I I only from Sephora I only buy things that have a clean badge on them um but then some other websites like Credo Beauty I'm pretty sure like everything at Credo is like vetted and filtered to be a good brand um also um Environmental Working Group you may have heard of it that is the site that rates like gives everything a score and a rating. So it's not just makeup and skincare, it's household products and everything. And that, like, if you want to know the details and ingredients and like dive into it, that you can look up your product on there and it'll give it a rating. It'll give it you the ratings of each individual ingredient. So that's another good place if you're curious and like want to know the specifics. Um, But yeah, I also feel like Sometimes I'll get recommendations from like people on Instagram that I know are like doing the research for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So a couple of different, different sources. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And kind of a follow-up on that. Well, I guess it's just kind of a, a sourcing question. So you obviously like do your research on this stuff. I feel like you've kind of gone through phases of like, like I've just seen you posting about a lot of different like tools and gadgets and things that you use for like your health and wellness. And I think if you're anyone who's at all interested in this space, you probably get targeted 
like me with like all these different <laughs> tools and tricks that are going to like save your life and be so incredible and life-changing. So do you have like one thing I want to get into is your acupressure mat or whatever that's <laughs> called, but like, do you have other gadgets or things that you're using that you bought that you're like, oh, this was so worth it? Like, do you gua sha? Do you jade roll? Do you dry brush? Like, what are, what are anything like that that you're using in like your day to day or like weekly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I have anything, any fancy gadgets that I'm using on a daily basis. I think I try and see beyond like all the marketing of that and well, I kind of like see the marketing of that and seeing it's just like people are trying to sell more products and you don't really need the thing to be healthy. And that's with a lot of things like health and wellness can seem so expensive and so complicated, but it's really, really can be so simple. So I'm trying to go back to like the simple, the simplicity of it. Um, But I do, yeah, I did get um, the acupressure mat. I got enticed by that one (laughs) um and I think I saw someone else posting about it on Instagram and I was like oh I need to get that so I got it on Amazon the brand is Ajna A-J-N-A but you can find various brands of them and the story behind that is it's kind of similar to the concept of acupuncture where the needles are stimulating your blood flow and your circulation and providing all these benefits. So acupressure, it has these like pointy, they're not needles, but they're like pointy spikes on the whole thing. And so it does not puncture your skin, but it like presses into it so that you experience those same like circulation, blood flow benefits. And I definitely like, I don't know if I notice a benefit long-term, but I notice like an immediate benefit when I'm laying on it. I, I don't use it regularly, but sometimes if I like really need some extra self-care or I like remember that I have it, I'll be like, oh, I should use that. So you lay it out like on the floor on a yoga mat. If you want it to be less intense, you can put it on a soft surface, like a bed, or you can wear a layer of clothing. At first, it's kind of intense. If you try and do like bare skin on a hard floor, it's like, whoa. But after a few minutes or like 10 minutes or so, you just feel like super relaxed, even though you have spikes like (laughs) your whole body, but you just feel like this really deep sense of relaxation and calm. And so I lay on it for like 30 to 40 minutes sometimes just because I'm so relaxed and you don't really feel the the pain after the first 10 minutes. Um, And so I'll put on like an eye mask, I'll play like a sound bath in the background, I have my diffuser going and it's just like a little spa moment that you can create for yourself. So I like it. That sounds heavenly. (laughs) Side note on that, if you have an HSA, anyone, Mm. use your HSA to buy acupressure mats. And you can also use your HSA to buy those fancy red lights, like there's a lot of good like health and wellness things you, you can use with your HSA. So if you do have one or if you want to get one, like that's a good benefit of it. You've definitely convinced me on the, on the acupressure mm-hmm. map though. I've like kind of been leaning onto it, but like I get, it just seems kind of scary, all the spikes, but, but you, you painted a good picture here. And um, I think it's important to also emphasize the note of like going back to basics. I started to get overwhelmed because I also love health and wellness stuff. But I started to lean into it too hard where it felt like mm-hmm. I had to be making the elixir and I had to be doing my apple cider vinegar shot and this shot and all of these different things every day to like have a healthy day. 
And we interviewed um, Chelsea Whitehoven, who's like an ADHD wellness influencer. And she was talking a lot about like health and wellness for hobby versus health and wellness for like true functionality. And that helped shift my mindset a lot. And like, if we just get back to the basics, like get outside, move your body, eat whole foods and get good sleep, you'll probably see and feel a lot better and see results that way. The other things like the supplements and the oils and the elixirs, like those are fun and can be good, can be beneficial, but it's not necessary. And that's been really hard for me to kind of come back to. I wonder, have you with your like, well with live account do you struggle with that like the feeling pressure of discerning between health for like functionality and then health for hobby like do you feel pressured to be doing all of these things every day to like have a good day Mm. yeah that's a good question and I think I agree with what you said how like all of these extra things they should just complement your existing health healthy like standard routine instead of like be the backbone of it I think at one point, like, yes, I was definitely looking towards those external things to be healthy, but now I really like, don't, I'm not drawn in by them. Like I'll see, like, I mean, Erwan is a good example. People are like obsessed with Erwan here. Like it's funny, like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it is. And like, my friend Paige was just visiting me and she's like, my first stop is going to be Erwan. Like, (laughs) Like that's like what she wanted to do when she came to LA and, and people who live here are going all the time. And I have not been since I moved. And just because like, I, I kind of see through that stuff now. It's like, I don't need a $30 jar of peanut butter. (laughs) It's not going to heal me. (laughs) I do. Yeah. I like, there are things I like and I enjoy investing in and I find what those are, but the other things like the excess or doing like for like food is a good example where there are all of these like powders and proteins and fancy sea moss products. I do want to try sea moss, but <laughs> there are all of these things that are just like so expensive and they're probably not going to do much for you. So I like to keep it simple. Like I like like chia seeds and hemp seeds and like those are not super expensive. And I like the real whole foods and just the basic things and I keep I keep it simple I like to try new things here and there but I don't think your solid routine should involve like all of these complicated expensive things unless like that's what you want to do like go for it Mm -hmm. you can afford it and that's what brings you joy like that's fine but yeah there is like a lot of I think there's a lot of temptation to go out and want to get all of these things but I like I said I know what what I like, like I love um, Sage Natural Wellness. I love their essential oil sprays. Like that's something I'm going to keep investing in is like essential oils. And this one, that's a stress release spray. I like spray it on my pillow every night before bed. And that's been part of my routine for years. So stuff like that, I love, but yeah, everything else you kind of just have to, you can try it out, but don't be drawn in or don't be led to believe that that's going to be the answer to improving your health. I always think, well, a couple things. I think the <laughs> cheapest way, like being healthy is pretty affordable. It, and one of the best things you can do to be healthy is cutting out alcohol, which is something I've found is like a very cheap way yes. to improve your overall well-being a lot. And I know you recently, I know you're doing sober October and you're also kind of committed to like 
a long-term break from alcohol. I don't know if you have an end date. I don't think you do. Um, so I know you've dabbled in sober curiosity. You actually inspired me to like look into sober curiosity and have given me a lot of resources that helped me in my first hundred days and kind of throughout this journey. So I'd love to talk about how you got there and where you are now and like why you decided to fully commit, even though you were already at a very like moderate drinking level. Mm -hmm. Yes. Good topic. I love this topic. So yeah, I feel like I started questioning my relationship with alcohol or kind of questioning why everyone drinks so much, um, like during quarantine and during the pandemic. Um, And I don't really know what initially spurred it. I think maybe some influencers or health and wellness bloggers, podcasters I was listening to had started talking about how they don't drink and the reasons for it. And they like Jordan Younger of The Balanced Blonde, she's someone like I really look up to in terms of like her health journey and just how she takes care of her body. And so she mentioned like she doesn't drink and it's not because she was an alcoholic. It's not because she like abused alcohol. It's because she sees that it's like a toxin to her body and like she's eating plant-based she's doing all these other things and so it doesn't it just doesn't make sense to be consuming a toxin that really like takes you away from your true self and um doesn't do anything beneficial health-wise for your body so I started hearing these like things here and there from people and it was kind of the first time I had really been exposed to people who stopped drinking just for their health because they wanted to. And then I started seeing like on Instagram, different sober curious Instagram pages or people our age, like in their young early twenties who stopped drinking too. And I was like, wow, that's so interesting. Like, I didn't know you could do that. (laughs) I didn't know you could just like stop partaking in this thing that is so common in society. Um, and I think another thing is being removed from the college environment, like second half of senior year, the like last quarter of senior year was fully remote, um, because of COVID. So I was home, I was removed from the party environment. And so it wasn't part of my weekly routine anymore to go out and drink because up until senior year, I was still, every time I would go out, I would drink. It wasn't like I was doing things sober then, like I do now. So I didn't really know how to have fun or go out and go to bars or go to dinners and not drink. Like it was just, they were connected. And so that kind of slowly got reintroduced back in, but it was, yeah, during quarantine. And I think January of 2021 was the first time I did dry January. I'd seen about that on Instagram I think maybe like the thousand hours dry Instagram account or the reframe app there a couple accounts that were posting about dry January and so I recruited a couple of friends and we did it together I think I did that first one with uh, my boyfriend Alex and his roommate Drew and maybe my friend Paige from San Diego and so we all did dry January. And I took that time to really learn about alcohol and like read about it. Cause I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, like it's going to be challenging. Like it's so much a part of our lives. Like we go out to dinner, we drink, we go to, we watch a movie, we have wine with the movie. It's just like part of the weekend routine. So I was like, okay, I really need some resources to help me do this. And so I read like 
all the books that month. Like I had all the sober books lined up. I think the one I started with was This Naked Mind by Annie Grace. And that is still my absolute favorite book on sober curiosity and the one that like completely changed my life, honestly. So reading that one was like super inspiring and it just like opened my mind to how present alcohol is in society and like I know Jordan like I mean both of you guys have been learning about this like posting about it but it's crazy to think about how I just like didn't see it before like I wasn't aware of any of this and then you you read like what Annie Grace is saying in her book and you're like wow it is so prevalent and so many people don't even think twice about it like they just don't see how ingrained it is because you're just part of it and it's not until you like kind of step out of the situation and see it from a different perspective that you realize like you were I was a part of that and I didn't even see it and I didn't even see that there's another way um, or a way to like cut back or have a better relationship with alcohol a more mindful relationship so that was kind of the goal during that time is to have a more mindful relationship and like I was really into sober curiosity and mindful drinking and then I think there is some statistic like I'm I don't know the specific number but a large majority of people who do a dry month are more mindful in their drinking habits for like months afterwards Mm. because it gives you that new perspective and then when you go back to drink you really think about it you're like what is the reason I'm drinking like do I really want to be drinking how much do I want to drink and it just gives you a whole new perspective. So that's kind of where it all started was back in 2021. And then you were like, I mean, you had a very healthy relationship with drinking, even most of college. I think like, like you said, like I very much see that the reasoning for you was health-based. And so when you got to a point where you were very moderately drinking and like very occasionally drinking, what was the motivating factor to go from that to full cutting out alcohol, which is where you are right now for an, I mean, I'm, you're, you're not committing to lifelong, but like an indefinite period of time, what motivates you from like that tiny amount to like zero? Yeah. And that's a good question. And that's a like conversation I had a lot with myself and thought a lot about because yeah, like you said, it's like, there was no problem with how much I was drinking when I was more mindful like after that one dry January that whole year after only a couple of months and then I reintroduced it but it was very occasional it was like I was never like blacking out again I was never getting like belligerently drunk um, or anything like that like it was anyone from the outside would be like that's a very healthy relationship with alcohol like you barely drink and so people told me that like Alex like you barely drink like why do you need to cut it out but for me I felt like the reason that I was drinking in those occasional situations was not because I wanted to it was because other people were drinking or I would feel awkward not drinking or other people wanted me to join them and drink and it was not because I wanted to and I kept having that same experience over and over it was like I'd go in a situation I didn't really want to drink but to feel more comfortable and to fit in I would have a, a drink or two and like if you, if I had one drink it was fine like then I was drinking I didn't have to have any conversation about I'm not drinking tonight I'm like sober right now I didn't have to have that awkward conversation and often it was like with Alex's friends who I wasn't you know the closest with or every situations where everyone was drinking and it was honestly just easier to go with the flow and to have a drink and 
and that was fine for a bit. Like I was going to weddings, I was going out to bars and stuff, and I would have like one or two drinks. And just usually after that, I like my body would be like, I don't want anymore. Like I don't feel good. I don't. I kind of stopped liking the feeling of getting drunk because I felt like it was. I was kind of like starting to become less of myself. I was kind of losing control a little bit. I like slip into being becoming more drunk, and I stopped enjoying that feeling because I got so comfortable like being sober and being very like in touch with myself and in the present moment I think it was when I did I don't know so my the last time I drank was on June 3rd and it was after a big Europe trip I did with Alex and his friends and um, I kind of went into the trip being like I don't really want to drink much and so I barely drank on that trip but we did like a wine tasting I had a little bit of wine but that was kind of the final straw where I really realized, and I was doing a lot of reflection throughout this whole time. Like I was journaling, I was thinking about how I felt the next morning after a drink or two. I was just very conscious about it. And that was the final straw where I was like, oh, I remember I got COVID. <laughs> so I got COVID. And then it, like when I came back from the Europe trip, I had COVID. And so during that time, I was like, trying to get rid of it really quickly because my sister's wedding was quickly approaching (laughs) but I was like cutting I like cut out sugar I was eating like super healthy like taking all the green juice shots and ginger shots when I had COVID because I was trying to like heal really quickly and get over it really quickly I was like doing like 30 minute meditations for health and (laughs) hearing sickness. (laughs) I was like, cause I had nothing else to do. I was like, I was off work. I was just quarantining, um, stuck in the room. And I kind of had a realization. It was actually during a Joe Dispenza meditation. I forgot about this, but it was during a meditation that I had this realization, um, that I was like, well, so this is how I treat my body when I'm sick and I want to get better. Why isn't this how I'm treating my body all the time? Like, why is it only when I get sick that I decide to take really good care of it and eat really healthy and do all the good things for it to make myself feel the best and like do all the meditations and like take care of my whole body. Um, And I don't know. I just kind of had this realization, like, why would I not want to do this all the time? Like, why wouldn't I want to feel this good all the time? And it just kind of came to me that alcohol was that one thing that I was still doing that doesn't make me feel good that I don't want to be participating in. Like, I just knew, like, after all the books I read and all the podcasts I listened to, like, I know it's not good for my health. Like, it's a toxin. And I know, like, for me personally, like, I stopped enjoying it. And I was only doing it because of peer pressure. And so after that moment, I just kind of had that realization that I want to cut it out and I want to completely stop drinking and stop this moderation thing because I was always, I think I talked to you about this, Jordan. I was like always on the fence of, should I drink tonight? Should I not? How do I tell people? What's my excuse where I'm not drinking? What's my reason? How many drinks do I have? So I still feel good the next day. It was just a constant like inner debate and something I was always worrying about. I was like, what if I just don't have to make that decision anymore? I just make a decision once I'm not drinking. I'm doing a sober, I think it was um, July. So I did dry July 
Um, and that was like my excuse during that time. And then, yeah, so I just made the decision once and that was four months ago, a little over four months ago, and I'm still, still going. It makes it so much easier to not drink and not get questioned if you have a good, a good mocktail, a good non-alcoholic mm-hmm. drink. Something that I found that I hate about non-alcoholic <laughs> drinks is that they fucking plastered everywhere. It says 0% non-alcoholic, zero. I'm like, can't That's we just have one that fully like looks like a beer and no one would know the difference? Like they card you to buy them, which I think is weird. I'm going to deny them. them. <laughs> so for carding me to buy one, can't we just make it fully look real and it doesn't have to have this big branding because I went to a bar with Sean and we got non-alcoholic Heinekens, but it just said 0% all over it. People <laughs> like- are like, oh, you're getting wine, you just get water. Like, literally, people are commenting on it. They don't even know. I'm like, why are you saying anything? Like, we're not mm-hmm. even here. So, I, so that's my one, my one quarrel mm-hmm. or problem with non-alcoholic drinks. But I want to do like a rapid fire, your favorite things for multiple things. So rapid fire, your favorite sober curiosity books and mocktails. And then I also have like more, but we'll start with those two. <laughs> okay, awesome. So I read like- I'm going to write down all these in the show notes. So it'll be like- Oh, yes, yes. Okay, good, good question. I've read like almost all of the top sober curiosity books. So I'd say This Naked Mind, number one. Um, what is number two? Honestly, that's like my favorite one out of all of them. Mm-hmm. How to Quit Like a Woman is good. What's Jordan? What's the other one that's really popular? Well, there's Sober Curious, and then oh yeah, Sober Curious. Alcohol yeah. lied to me is one. Alcohol explained. If you are like a a secretive Sober Curious person, which I feel like there's so many of you, because whenever anyone has like two drinks and I'm at a party, people come up to me and are like, "I really want to change my relationship with alcohol," or <laughs> <laughs> you're just uncomfortable saying it out loud. Olivia has like a info sheet on her <laughs> health account, Well with Live. And it has like every book and resource and podcast episode you could think of. So if you don't want to like literally ask one of us about these things, go to her page and get these things. Sorry, I know we're rapid firing, but I wanted to add that because she has like all <laughs> this shit listed out. So on to the next rapid fire. What's your favorite NA drink? Okay. Yes. And yeah, good point. It's in my, it's a link in my bio. If you click that and then click sober October, it's the sober October resource or like toolkit and that I that has I don't have a good memory to remember what even books I put on there but those are my top books whatever's on there you like um, find it well yeah favorite any drinks um Lagunitas hop water so good um recently I just tried Shirley um sparkling rosé and it is so good it tastes like the real thing like I had a couple people try it they're like this literally tastes like sparkling rosé like it does not taste fake at all so that one is really good if you want like the wine rosé feeling I honestly don't drink a lot of fake wines or fake beers like that just doesn't appeal to me anymore I love like a spindrift a lemon spindrift is like my go-to drink Mm -hmm. Um, I will bring that to parties (laughs) Um, what else like I like Gia Love the you. lime and salt one that's the only one I've tried but it was really good and then I haven't tried a lot so I'd say those are my top three Lagunese hot water Gia and Shirley line side yeah. question does Gia actually make you feel anything at all no okay it's not like kin it's not like adaptogens mm, but does kin make you feel anything I think kin is marketing well like the 
the nighttime one has melatonin in it. So I don't drink it because I try to avoid melatonin, but I'm like, you're just putting me to sleep. Like that doesn't yeah, why would you want melatonin? Like we give you the chill bar. feeling of a red wine. I'm like, no, you're just giving me melatonin. So <laughs> I don't and the other one has caffeine in it. So yeah. it's, that's what you're feeling is the caffeine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just well, got the the in-between one that doesn't have any of like doesn't have melatonin, doesn't have caffeine. Is the bloom like, one or whatever? Yeah. So I just got that one. I haven't tried it yet, but I've heard kin is very like concentrated and it's good to like dilute it with some like clean sparkling water or something. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to try that. I have it in my fridge. Yeah. Okay. Your favorite like self-help or spirituality book or both. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I love Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Um, it's not really either of those categories. It's kind of self-helpy autobiography, but it's just so good. Digital Minimalism is one of my favorite books ever. That like really kicked off my whole digital minimalism journey, like wanting to cut back on screen time and be more like mindful about social media use. I got off Snapchat, I got off TikTok, like all these things because of that book. Spirituality book, The Untethered Soul, I'd say is my top one right now. I want to reread it because it's one of those books where it's like so good when you're reading it and you're like, wow, like this is so like profound. And then you kind of, you're like, I'm going to, I really need to keep this in mind. And then it's the kind of thing you have to revisit because you're going to forget it, but you, it's always a good one to revisit. I'm rereading The Untethered Soul right now. So Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite like little treat? Like if you are... Mm -hmm craving like something sweet or like just something that's like takes the place of like dessert or like a piece of candy what is you're so healthy what's your favorite little treat (laughs) (laughs) okay um dark chocolate Mm. it is like a brand but yeah my favorite brand I have two favorite brands one is dandelion chocolate it's based in San Francisco so they they sold it at a bunch of stores there now I'm gonna have to order it online but it is like small batch like handmade they source the cacao beans from like Ecuador and Venezuela and like it labels, it says on there like where it's from, who like who packaged it, like these really beautiful wrappers. They're just like solid chocolate bars. They have, it's a good gift. They have a little tasting set oh, where they give you different bars and it, it's like a Zoom tasting class where they tell you like what tasting notes you're supposed to taste. So that chocolate is so good. Um, the other favorite brand is Guitard. I think is also an SF based brand. It's really good for baking. They make a lot of like baking chocolates, but like, I love their chocolate chips. I'll have their chocolate chips with like raspberries or strawberries. That's my favorite thing right now. I just love chocolate. (laughs) And are you drinking coffee or tea or caffeine at all? Not really. Um, I don't drink coffee. I don't like coffee, but I do. I recently have been getting back into matcha lattes and chai lattes I for a while I cut out all caffeine because it would like make me too jittery and anxious just from like one cup of tea but I realized if I like slowly reintroduce it back in it's fine it gives me like a nice focus so I love a like matcha latte with coconut milk so good or a chai tea latte Alfred coffee has such a good chai tea latte they sweeten it with molasses and it's so good yum yeah. You know, Ella just posted like a recipe on making your own chai concentrate at home. Um, I, gotta, I gotta try that out. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite easy go-to healthy meal? Mm-hmm. Quick. Yes. Um, 
quick, like super quick, I'd say a salad. Like I make this really good Mediterranean salad with like arugula, artichokes, olives, tomatoes, cucumbers. Um, I get this like packaged tuna. It's not in a can because like tuna in a can weirds me out, but it's like in a package, like a little packet. So it's it's like tuna just like in, in water in a packet. Um, add that, add a little, the dressing I do, olive oil, Dijon mustard, and like salt and pepper, um, yeah. like throw whatever veggies I have. So that's like the quickest one. I also love like a good roasted veggie bowl with sweet potatoes and kale and like roasted onions, whatever veggies I have. Alex and I make that almost every week. You guys are huge on pizza nights. I feel like you're always doing cute <laughs> pizza nights. So what, what is your, like your go-to little pizza? Yes. A pizza with like a ton of veggies piled on top. So it's like this tall. <laughs> um, but we just did a cauliflower crust pizza recently. Um, but I mean, the Trader Joe's pizza dough is our favorite, like the herb pizza dough or the plain one. So that's like, if we want to make a really good one, we'll get the Trader Joe's crust. And then I, I eat like everything now I was doing like a vegan phase. I do like different phases, but I eat like real cheese. So we do like a little bit of mozzarella, fresh mozzarella. We roast, we just got an air fryer, which was a game changer. Um, and so we, we just did a pizza night and we did like air fried, like roasted mushrooms, onions, bell peppers, maybe zucchini. We just like get all the veggies as 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 many veggies as possible onto the pizza. <laughs> favorite marinara or like favorite pizza sauce is Rouse. Do you want to share, we kind of shouted you out, but shout out your <laughs> accounts that you want people to check out when they listen to this episode. Yeah, so my Instagram is at wellwithlive. Um, I also have a website, wellwithlive.com, but it needs some updates. But yeah, you can find me mainly on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Liv. This was so wonderful and great checking up with you, catching up with you. And thanks for sharing all your little, little tricks. I have so many new, new things I have to try. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. It was so much fun. Thank you for having me.